Hi, I'm Mike Wendy with PFF's TechCast. I recently caught up with Baron Soka to talk about his U.S. Senate testimony on the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act, or otherwise known as COPPA. By way of background, what is COPPA? What does it seek to do? COPPA was intended by Congress to protect uh, children online, but to do, th- to do so through the, the, the vehicle of parental involvement. So COPPA's real purpose is to enhance parental involvement in order to indirectly increase the, the privacy and safety of children online. And it does that in a nutshell by requiring verifiable parental consent before kids 12 and under uh, can sign up for a site or service that uh, allows them to share information. And the term that's used in COPPA is collection, but it doesn't necessarily mean collection in the way that we think about it colloquially. It's not just that the sites are collecting information. It's also that the uh, child might be able to share information by making it publicly available, such as, for example, posting information about themselves, their phone number, their address, or, or, or their photo on a Facebook wall or something like that. But of course, sites like Facebook actually don't uh, allow kids uh, under 13 for this very reason, that they are uh, covered by COPPA, and those sites decide that they're, they're going to strictly uh, not allow kids who, who admit to being under that age to, uh, to sign up for the site. Now, why is the Senate taking a look at it now? Well, COPPA has been on the books, as I said, for 12 years. Uh, the last time the FTC, which administers COPPA, looked at it back in 2007, they issued a report saying that there was uh, no need to make any changes and that things were working reasonably well. Uh, but last year, the FTC, in a report about the mobile landscape and mobile technologies, announced that because of those those technologies, they would be accelerating their review of the implementation of COPPA. So not necessarily the statute itself, but the rules that the FTC makes to implement it from 2015 to this year. So that was recently announced. The deadline is June 30th, and the FTC is going to be having a roundtable on June 2nd. And so this hearing, I think, is a way for the Hill to uh, pull back the curtain, if you will, to understand a bit more about how COPPA works. Uh, But it's also going to lead to discussions about that issue that I just mentioned, which is the the technologies that are covered by COPPA and whether it's uh, the statute is flexible enough, which I I think it is. Uh, But then also whether COPPA should be expanded in terms of the age of kids that it covers or the range of sites that it covers or, or how it works. How is this going to affect the Internet and other technologies? Well, it could could have a pretty dramatic effect. I mean, the brilliance of COPPA right now is that it was written in such a way that its effect is fairly muted. Uh, essentially, COPPA applies only directly to a uh, what you might call an internet junior of sites that are directed at kids under 13. And those are sites that most users really are, have no awareness of because they're not going to use them. It's things, And they're great sites for kids, but it's things like Disney's Club Penguin. Uh, they're sites that have very limited functionality and that offer very safe environments where parents can feel comfortable that their kids are not going to divulge information about themselves that might allow uh, somebody to, to contact them and potentially, in the worst case scenario, a predator to do something really bad. Uh, now, that works reasonably well today. Our concern really primarily is about what we have called in a, in a big paper that PFF's president, Adam Thier, and I put out last summer called COPPA 2.0. Our concern is that there are people who are pushing for expansion of COPPA who say, why can't we just have it apply to adolescents? And we saw last year several proposals in the states uh, to do just that. And the concern to answer your question is that uh, once you raise that age ceiling, COPPA starts to require ultimately age verification of adults. Because if you put some websites in the position of having to assume that their users, any of them, might be children, 
they have to age verify everybody. And that means that you can no longer just sign up for a site or service with an email address, but you have to use a credit card or some other means to prove that you are not a kid, or if you are a kid, that you have your parents' consent. And here is where we have really serious constitutional concerns, and they're not just speculative because the courts have already dealt with this in the context of COPA, which is a very similarly named and, and confusingly named uh, law, also from 1998, which was about protecting kids from indecent content, where basically pornography sites would have to assume that anybody might be a child and therefore age verify everybody. And even though the, 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 the content there was pornography, the courts very clearly said that you couldn't do that. You couldn't rush in and require that because you end up restricting the free speech rights of adults as well of, uh, as of site operators. And our concern is that in a, sense, in a sense here, once you raise the age ceiling, COPPA with two Ps ends up converging essentially with COPPA with one P. I guess on the whole, this will not protect children any longer. I mean, can it? Well, you know, we have to be careful here. Some people read into COPPA uh, what they think we should be doing about regulation generally. And we need to be careful in understanding that COPPA is a very subtle statute, and, and in my opinion, quite uh, brilliantly so. Its solution to this thorny problem of, of age verification was to say uh, that, generally speaking, sites you know, may, may ask if, if somebody is, is under 13, and if they are, if they have actual knowledge that the person is under 13, then COPPA applies, and they have to get verifiable parental consent. But, but otherwise, the sites that have to assume that everybody might be under 13 are, again, that very limited range of sites that are directed to children. And the concern, again, is that uh, that works well now, but if you raise the age ceiling to uh, something higher, it's not going to work very well, and it's not going to do anything to really protect children. It's, it, it, this is not really directly about child safety. It's about enhancing parental involvement. What are you asking the Senate and policymakers to do? Well, I, I'd li I'm glad they're looking at this. I'm glad they're trying to learn more about COPPA. It's, it's a very uh, confusing statute, and I, I think a lot of people misunderstand it. I, I won't go so far as to say that uh, everything you know about COPPA is wrong, but that actually might make a good name for a paper here. It's not totally inaccurate. And what I'd like to encourage them to, to do in my testimony tomorrow is that they um, learn about it um, and then watch to see what people say in the FTC's roundtable and in their review, uh, but also be very careful and, and not rush into any call to expand COPPA, especially by changing the statute itself, because I think if there are changes that need to be made, they're really on the margins, and they can be done by tweaking the rules that implement COPPA, not by changing the statute or changing things like the age scope. This has been a presentation of the Progress and Freedom Foundation. If you'd like more information, please visit us on the web at www.pff.org. Dot O-R-G.